Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Before we head into today's episode, we wanted to let you know about a new subscription we're offering at Apple Podcasts. For just $3.99 a month, you can listen to us ad-free and get some episodes at early access. So if you want us uninterrupted and you'd like to show your support for the show, please head to Apple Podcasts, search for Self Care Club and hit subscribe or the link is in the show notes below. Also, in other exciting news, we have set up a merch store. You can now purchase any clothing item, water bottles, mugs, hats, hoodies, sweatshirts, t-shirts, you name it, even a dog bandana, Lauren. Yeah. And it's all got our logos on it. The link is also below, so please go check it out. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Nicole. How do you feel about animals? I love them. Well, this week, you are not eating any as we are going vegan. So get ready to toss that tofu and mash some avocados. I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. And this is Self Care Club. The advice for self-care today is endless and can be yet another overwhelming job for women. Every episode, we trial a different self-care practice, live it to the letter for a week and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well-being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self-care so you don't have to. Welcome to Self-Care Club. Veganism is a philosophy and a way of living and there are loads of ways to do it. But one thing all vegans have in common is a plant-based diet, which seeks to, as far as is possible and practical, avoid all animal foods like meat, fish, shellfish and insects, dairy, eggs, gelatin and honey, as well as avoiding animal byproducts, products tested on animals and, in some cases, places that use animals for entertainment or exploitation. So avoiding visiting zoos or aquariums or taking part in dog or horse racing. Instead, vegans choose to use animal-free alternatives for the benefit of animals, the world and the environment. Fortunately, nowadays, there are affordable and easily sourced alternatives to just about everything plant-based. The demand for plant-based alternatives to traditional animal products has led to a surge in plant-based food companies and startups and there are over, wait for it, 65,000 products and services registered with the vegan trademark. So living a vegan lifestyle has never been easier. That is a lot. I thought you were going to say that is a lie. No, <laughs> that is a lot. <laughs> living a vegan lifestyle has never been easier. True. Yeah, absolutely. The number of vegans worldwide has been steadily increasing. In the UK alone, the number of vegans has more than quadrupled in the last eight years. YouGov's biannual survey of 2,000 people suggested 3% were vegan in 2021. And it seems the movement is still at its strongest here. According to Google Trends, the UK is the most popular country in the world for vegans. Oh my God, I'm Absolutely gobsmacked. At I that. was also gobsmacked at that. And then it's uh, Germany and Austria. I would yeah. have thought like they are it- quite bratwurst heavy over there. So I am also amazed. What does bratwurst mean? It's a sausage. Bratwurst. Ah, 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 ah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was also very surprised to learn the UK was the leading place for vegans. Why do you think that is? I have no idea because I don't think of us as a healthy society. Neither do I. At I all, think we're the actually. opposite because we have such a massive drinking culture. Yes. Um, and I wouldn't have thought that veganism... I don't know why I would have thought America, but then America's so enormous. I'm only thinking of like LA or New York and these... I would suspect there are pockets in the States that have a much more densely packed population of vegans in the UK. But America is very beef-led. They're a huge beef country. 
beef led. Yeah. Um, but then there are certain, I think if you went city to city. Yes. So LA would probably yeah. score quite highly. Definitely. California as a whole, I'd say, would score Maybe mainly cities probably score quite highly because they're very cosmopolitan places. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, should we talk about the benefits of yes. veganism? There are lots, as you can imagine, and I'm sure you know lots of them. It can have a positive effect on the environment, including reduced greenhouse gas emissions, lower water usage, and less land consumption compared to diets based on animal products. Obviously, there's your health to consider. Plant-based diets should contain plenty of fresh fruits and vegetables, whole All grains. All diets. All diets should. Yeah, absolutely. Beans, nuts and seeds. Because vegan diets often rely heavily on these healthy staples, they tend to be higher in potassium, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals and fibre. And healthy vegan diets are abundant with vitamins A, B1, C and E, folic acid, magnesium and iron. And they're also low in cholesterol and saturated fat. I like that you've put a, you've highlighted the healthy vegan diets because there is a difference. Absolutely. And we are going to touch on that. Researchers found that vegans had higher concentrations of antioxidants, carotenoids, a higher proportion of total omega-3 fatty acids and lower levels of saturated fatty, fatty acids. I'm struggling to say that. The non-vegans. All of which are linked to positive health outcomes. Some research suggests that a well-balanced vegan diet can be nutritionally adequate and may offer health benefits such as lower risks of heart disease, certain cancers and type 2 diabetes. Vegans tend to have lower blood sugar levels than non-vegans and may reduce their risk of developing type 2 diabetes by up to 78%. That's huge. It is... But I also think a healthy diet would probably have the same sort of statistics. Probably. If you were really thinking about it's your not and veg it's not them. You don't just have to be vegan in order to reduce your risk of diabetes. Of course not. But did you know that being vegan can also boost your mood? Really? Yes. Did it boost your mood? <laughs> well, we'll come to that later. But following a compassionate lifestyle that avoids harming animals can give you a clearer conscience and studies have shown that vegans may actually be happier than meat eaters. In fact, vegans and veggies scored better on depression tests and mood profiles than those who ate fish and meat. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. And then there is the animal agriculture. Of course, the impact on climate change and deforestation has become a big topic of concern amongst environmental advocates. And as a result, there has been an increased awareness of the benefits of reducing meat consumption or transitioning to a plant-based diet. So what's the impact? According to the Vegan Society, the average vegan based in Northern Europe can save the lives of at least 37 animals a year with their diet. Using these metrics, the UK's 600,000 known vegans save around 22.2 million animals a year through their diet alone. Because more people are open to considering plant-based diets, 50.8% of Brits who eat meat are willing to replace at least some of their meat consumption with like-for-life plant-based meat substitutes and 48% of British adults use plant-based milks on some of some kind in their diet. Yeah. However, as with everything in life, there are potential downsides. Veganism is also the best thing to have ever happened to the processed food industry. And companies like Nestle have made a massive profit from making imitation meat and milk from cheap products like sugars, carbohydrates, and vegetable oil. And whilst all these companies are enjoying the profit from their meat-free products, what about the livestock farmers who are really struggling when midwinter is at its harshest to keep their animals alive against the weather? And then along comes Veganuary. Yep. And what about tofu and other soy products? There is a lot of research about the potentially negative effects on women's health due to the high amount of estrogen. And there are also questions around whether being a vegan for life can give you all the nutrients you need and if it's really that healthy because there are some negative effects of being a vegan sometimes they can include weight gain if you're eating highly processed foods because they're high in calorie and fat but you could again you could say that about a highly processed meat diet absolutely there can be anemia disruptions in hormone production hair loss and weak bones as well as vitamin b12 deficiencies and depression from a lack of omega-3 fatty acids that's why it is really crucial to plan what you're eating if you're vegan and to include plenty of protein vitamin b12 d iron calcium zinc and omega-3s in your diet 
So even if you don't want to be completely vegan, just making some small changes can make a difference and these impacts do all add up. The UK had the second highest sign-ups to this year's Veganuary campaign. I, I'm absolutely gobsmacked. Who was the first? Don't know. Um, it saw a record six, 629,000 people worldwide try out a vegan lifestyle for the month of January. More than half of UK adults also adopt vegan buying behaviours in the supermarket, for example, by checking if their toiletries are cruelty free. Yeah, that's become a big thing now. Even if you eat meat, no one wants to be using mascaras that are tested on rabbits, do they? No, and I think, well, with any products, even the clothes that you're wearing, everyone would prefer to use sustainable products. Sure. So to discuss all of this and more, we spoke to vegan legends. They are legends. They are. Henry Firth and Ian Theesby, better known together as Bosch. Yeah. This duo of vegan chefs rose to fame in 2016 with the launch of their YouTube channel, Bosch TV, where their recipes have been viewed by half a billion people. That is stunning. Staggering. I know. They also hosted the ITV1 TV show, Living on the Veg. And in 2018, Bosch released their first vegan cookbook of the same name. It became the UK's best-selling vegan cookbook of all time and one of the 50 best-selling UK cookbooks of all time. It received a British Book Award and a Peter Vegan Food Award. Jeez, that's amazing. They've subsequently published several further cookbooks and... Um, their new cookbook, Meat, just came out on the 17th of August and it's available to buy now. And this is what they had to say. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Henry and Ian, welcome to Self Care Club. Thank you for having us. We're pleased to be here. We're delighted. Delighted. I, I've had your cookbooks for a long, long time and I can't believe I now have the privilege of being with you guys and hearing all about your backgrounds and about everything. We've got so many questions. Let's start at the beginning. How was Bosch formed? Why is it called Bosch? How did you get into veganism? What are the origins? <laughs> I want to know it all. I want the backstory. Well, okay, cool. Um, first and foremost, the privilege is all ours. Thanks very much for having us on your podcast. And apologies if we couldn't make it into the studio today. Um, so to answer your question, um, Bosch is our channel. On Bosch, uh, we put out cooking videos and everything is completely plant-based. Everything is completely vegan. We've been doing it for seven years. Um, we do it because we believe, and or I could say we know, that plants are a really great way for you to reduce your carbon footprint. They're great for the planet, but they're also super tasty too. Um, so we like to show people how tasty plant-based food can be through videos, through books, and through products. And um, we, we started in a bedroom. Uh, now we've just evolved into a studio where we moved in a couple of months ago, which is so cool. We're so excited to be here. Yeah. And... Um, and the idea behind Bosch is, you know, bish, bash, boss, whack it in a pan, super easy. But it also may stand for Boys of Sheffield. Ah, oh, you know, nice. only, only May. <laughs> Love it. Who got well, who exactly. into it? Who was vegan first? Or were you both vegan and that's how you met at like a vegan club? I, I actually know this. Do but you? I, but I'm going to let them okay. respond. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was me. I basically um, at the back end of 2014 decided that I were, needed to pay, take some positive steps in my life because I was carrying a little bit too much weight, eating a little bit too much um, shoddy food, and uh, thought, what better way to kick off a new year than with a new resolution? My new resolution was to do vegetarianism for three months, mm. and uh, that after one month of doing it, felt really really great. So I thought we'd um, up the ante and trial this vegan thing and um it, it, i found it really difficult to begin with really difficult indeed so um in order to kind of um to solidify the reasonings for doing it uh watched a couple of dvds uh, one of the dvds was cowspiracy another one was earthlings 
And uh, Henry and I were living in, together at the time. And after watching this um, this DVD, Earthling, the uh, Houseburacy, I said to him, "You need to watch this because I think it's uh, it's the sort of thing that will probably inspire you to maybe give this vegan thing a whirl too." And you did. Yeah, man, I, I thought it was complete nonsense. I was not impressed by Ian's brown curries. Uh, I was like, you know, being his housemate and his mate for many, many years, I felt almost felt it my duty to mock him just a little bit and all of his choices. Um, but, but sadly, after watching Cowspiracy, uh, there was a really clear point in there where um, where somebody says, it's if you're an environmentalist and you truly care about the planet, then you should be vegan. Um, and here are the statistics as to why. And that, for me, was a bit of a mic drop moment. I, I basically went vegan overnight. I didn't want to. I didn't have any drive to cut out meat. You know, I loved eating meat. I had no problem with eating fish. Um, but I did really deeply care about the planet. And when I saw the facts laid out in front of me, I had to do it. Um, <sighs> begrudgingly, I might add. <laughs> Yeah, so that's kind of how how the thing kicked off. And basically, so we uh, we were vegan for around about a year. And over the course of that year, at the time, 2015, there was not much to eat. Like there was not many cookbooks that were, you'd walk into a supermarket, a massive supermarket, and there would basically be, uh, you might be, you know, a falafel wrap if you're lucky, something that um, was very obvious and not really well considered. So if we wanted to eat tasty food, you couldn't find it at restaurants, you couldn't find it in supermarkets, there weren't that many cookbooks showing you how to make it. So we just thought, right, we're going to have to teach ourselves how to cook really tasty vegan food that people actually want to eat. Mm. And uh, over the course of the year, we built up a, a really nice set of skills. You know, we were um, making vegetables taste really meaty, for instance, taking uh, chestnut mushrooms and blitzing them in a blender to make a mince and roasting them down and popping them in spaghetti bolognese. Uh, we were sort of taking um, mushrooms and turning them into bacon or, or roasting them nice and slow to make them feel like uh, pulled chicken. And uh, we kind of thought to ourselves, you know what, we've got a good amount of learnings here. We should probably start sharing this, these learnings with the world because this vegan thing doesn't seem to be going anywhere apart from upward. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting point. We, we, we didn't just believe in it, although we did believe in it, but we could also see that this was some knowledge that we had before everyone else had. Like this was this was true statistics about um, what is involved in farming and and you know energy input versus calorie output for human beings. Um, this was information that people didn't understand, um, and now they do, by the way, which is fantastic. Um, but so what was really cool was we we could tell that not only was this something we believed in, but it was something that was going to go through hyper growth and you could start to see that on Google Trends and you can start to see um, people searching for this more and more. So we spent seven years hustling, making videos, writing cookbooks, putting products out. And now as as we've already talked about, we're in this new studio, we've got a, a growing brand that is recognized through both media and food. And um and the world has changed at the same time, which yeah. is fantastic. Wow, that is that That's is an amazing story. journey. I'm really interested to know, because you said you went vegan overnight. So what did you do? Yes. Like, how did you know what to eat, how to eat? And also, I, I want to know, like, what kept you in it? Because you must have seen some physical signs and benefits to your well-being and your health. So can you tell us a bit about that? Like, what were you noticing in yourself? Sure. Yes. So um, I guess the first thing was motivation. So I, I had strong motivation from watching that movie, Cowspiracy, clear understanding that this was going to be so much better for the planet. But also there's a bit of a social justice side to that motivation as well, mm -hmm. which is that climate change is going to hurt the poorest countries first. Um, so you've got islands like Kiribati in the Pacific, or you've got places like Bangladesh, that are going to be suffering from rising sea levels, either disappearing under the ocean or in Bangladesh, low-lying places like that, lots more flooding. So there's a real unfairness to climate change, which resonated quite strongly with me. Um, so both of those uh, reasons called, gave me the motivation. Mm. Um, you, you do feel a bit like you're stepping into the wilderness. You don't know how to cook. You don't know how to shop for food. The first thing that you have to learn to do is to read the label on every bit of food that you pick up. So that, that's that's almost, you go from 
I can buy anything in this yeah. shop to I need to read every single label to know whether or not it's plant-based. So I feel like that's the first weapon, the first tool in your your armory is uh, reading labels. But then you start to build up a, a, a running tally of what things are in or out. The nice side effect of reading all the labels as well is you you, you start to eat better food. Mm. I mean, you like there's a lot of stuff. Still, most chocolate bars are not vegan. Most crisps are not vegan. Um, most cakes are not vegan, although you can find the odd vegan donut now. So you almost by default have to eat a little bit healthier. Um, so there's a lot of reading labels and you do feel a little bit like you're out in the wilderness. The other part of that process was clearing out the kitchen. So I emptied yeah. the kitchen of all Jesus. the, the non-vegan yeah. things. Uh, we probably gave them to our neighbour. Mm -hmm. uh, there's an opera singer lived over the way and I think he probably got quite a lot of uh, snacks. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you get me, I bought a couple of cookbooks. And so you're in this world of um, reading every label, to try and find something to eat, uh, being very convinced that you're going to stick with it. Um, you haven't got anything not vegan in your house anyway, so you're not going to be tempted. And you've got new cookbooks that are plant-based and you're working from them. Yeah. And that was the basic for being able to do it. Um, but in terms of the positive side effects and the positive things I felt almost immediately within about one day oh my God. i felt a lightness um in my kind of digestive system shall we say there was a there was a, a stability of energy and there was a, a lightness in my body i think maybe because meat is quite a tough protein and mm. you, it takes a bit more to break it down than just a plant um but that's not scientific that's just like anecdotal um, but i felt a lightness i felt more consistent energy and and really those feelings lasted months i would say before they just became normal wow wow that's amazing have you seen a perception of veganism change since you guys started and how has it changed uh oh yeah it's um it's definitely a huge shift uh, i mean before you know when you said to someone who who you've grown up with who's relatively well educated and you go i'm giving this vegan thing world they're like what's vegan so wow. that was the first thing, you know, seven years ago, you said the word vegan, an awful lot of people would just have absolutely no idea what on earth you were talking That's about. Amazing. And over the course of time, um, as veganism has become more prevalent on social media, as the books have been released, as you've seen the word pop up on restaurants all across the UK, people now understand what veganism is, which is a massive step change from what it was to begin with. Um, yeah, and I think that people definitely initially were quite um, combative because, you know, when you say, okay, going vegan now, uh, and these are the reasons why, the, people kind of associate what you're saying to their own personal life choices too, and they probably start thinking, oh, well, God, like, feel a little bit threatened because they're not doing that, what you're doing. It's like you're renouncing meat yeah, and therefore passing judgment on everybody yeah. who eats meat, which isn't the intention, no. um, but it's understandable how that is the reaction that people have. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but, like, initially it was kind of uh, the combative questioning that you used to get is now just intrigue so people yeah. will now sort of say uh, rather than why are you going vegan they'll say how do you eat more plants and more and more people are eating meat less and less and um, embracing at least a small part of veganism into their own life choices which I think is net good. Mm. What are some common sort of myths or misconceptions that people have still got around veganism? So First of all, is health. Yeah, people still ask you about the health aspects of it. Um, there is some truth, and you know we need uh, B twelve. That's a really important vitamin for us to get, and you won't find that in plants. Um, there is also there are some other nutrients which you find less of in plants. Mm. So there's you know iodine might be one, iron might be another. Where you've got lots of iron in spinach, but it might not be that bioavailable. So people will often ask you about these things. Um, the answer to that is super easy. Oh, omega oils is another one, um, which you get a lot of in fish, but yeah. you also find it in algae. Um, but obviously we don't eat algae daily normally. So um, those are a few things that you might not find a lot of in a vegan diet, but it's super easy to get them through like a quick tablet. 
And I think the thing is, regardless of what diet you're eating, there are always going to be some things that are uh, pitfalls, potential pitfalls. Yeah. If you're eating a Mediterranean diet, there's a risk of uh, too much mercury in fish. Even even in winter, whatever diet you're on, we should all be taking vitamin D tablets. Um, there are pitfalls in every single diet, but for some reason, because you're on a plant-based diet, if you're taking a pill, you're for some reason, you're deficient. Whereas for somebody else on a meat-based diet or a Mediterranean diet, they're just being prudent. And I think that shows a little bit of the unconscious bias that we have towards this kind of slightly different way of thinking about food. Mm. Um, so that was one of the misconceptions is that it's unhealthy. It doesn't have to be. as You just don't want to be eating beige food. Uh, people are also concerned that it's, uh, they use the phrase ultra-processed a lot. I mean, there are so many of these. Yeah. Ultra-processed is often used to talk about plant-based meat again, some truth to it, but a little bit maybe overhyped in terms of a scare tactic used yeah. to dissuade people from eating these products that are not that dissimilar to eating bread. Um, you uh, And then outside of that, expensive, dull, mm. takes ages to cook, rabbit food, the list goes on. Yeah. So many. Can we talk about the cost a little bit? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Would you say that uh, plant-based food is more cost-effective than meat or the other way around or not at all? What are your thoughts on it? I would say um, it depends on how you approach plant-based food, right? If you go to Whole Foods, for instance, and you go all in on the really, really high-quality stuff, then you are going to end up spending an awful lot of money on your weekly food shop. But, however, if you go to a more regular supermarket and then you write a little list beforehand and you look to cook food that you'll eat on, um, you know, you say you bulk make a chili and you have it a couple of nights a week, or if you go for tinned goods, or if you go for dried legumes or seasonal foods, all of those kind of things are, you know, really cost effective. And what's more, really, really healthy. So uh, yeah, I think like anything, you can pick up a car for a couple of hundred quid on eBay, or you could go and spend 200,000 quid on a car from like a, a special car dealership it's just how you approach it now yeah. we've done a book called bosch on a budget because we wanted to tackle the uh, problem of expensive vegan eating head on and every single meal in there is super super cheap so um so yeah you can do it on a budget for definite and if you think about um a, a, a comparison between the two and if you think about you know a similar level of quality then basically pound for pound plant-based eating should be cheaper because vegetables are inherently cheaper yes. um, if you're eating meat then if you're eating a high caliber of meat then that should be the most expensive thing on the plate so mm. when you pull that out you should be seeing a cost saving mm. um but as ian said it's just important not to just be buying lots and lots of products that come in packages yeah because that's where the costs start to add up that's interesting. How do you feel about, and I know you've got a book out called Meat, which we're going to talk about in a yes. minute, but how do you feel about the plant-based alternatives like tofu and... Tempah. Yeah. Are they good for you? What are your thoughts on it? Yes. Um, so, <laughs> we again, a topic we could talk about for hours. Um, tofu, tempeh, wonderful things. They, they've been around for... Uh, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years. Um, monks, you know, in Asia used to eat these because obviously Buddhism, um, if you're doing it in its purest form, often involves you not hurting any animals. So mm -hmm. they, they needed a form of protein. Um, so monks kind of ate a lot of tempeh and tofu back in the day. Mm -hmm. Those are basically just very simple ways of uh, turning soybeans into a slightly different shape. So they're not that far removed from beans. So if someone is thinking about tofu and tempeh, we would say they're absolutely fantastic things to eat. You could eat them daily. You'd be super, super happy and vibrant and healthy eating those daily. Um, but when we come to the newer products that yeah. are in the market, like these alternative meats, yes. you've got yeah. various different brands. Um, they're, they're, they're also fine. They're okay. You you should read the label on them and, and you should think about the fact that they have been made in a factory and they where tofu Tofu and tempeh probably have two or three ingredients. I mean, tofu is basically just tofu, uh, but there is a little process used to coagulate those soybeans. Um, tempeh is basically soybeans that have been mixed with a fungus um, and slightly cultured. So there's a couple of ingredients, a kind of uh, very basic 
process used to make tempeh. When you look at these old meats, right, there's quite a lot of fear around what's going into them. Like, yeah. Uh, methylcellulose is a word that people use, and it's, oh, it's so scary, methylcellulose. Um, methylcellulose is used um, to coat tablets. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of... Um, I guess it's kind of a firm plasticky substance, but it's not plastic. It's it's derived from cellulose. Um, your body doesn't digest it. It goes through your body. Um, but it's also used in a lot in, in cooking, in food across the board. So you might find it in cakes. You might find it in ice cream. You might find it in even some breads. Um, but we don't kind of freak out about it in those forms. Yeah. So if we were to say all the places you'll find methylcellulose, we don't freak about it in any of them <laughs> until we see it in vegan meat. Um, that's not to say we should be eating vegan meat daily, you know, because it, it will still have kind of 10 or so ingredients in there. Um, but the one that people freak out a bit mainly is methylcellulose. Now the actual process of making vegan meat is you're, you're taking a dried bean you're removing the protein from the starch. So you're just left with bean protein. Mm -hmm. And the process that you go through to do that isn't that dissimilar from how we make flour. So it's not that process is not something we should freak out about. So we get the we get the bean protein. Um, we essentially make a dough out of that. And then we use this methyl cellulose to um to kind of hold it together into this like protein burgery shape or steaky shape. So when you hear it like that, it no longer sounds quite as scary. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. the key thing to think about when you're buying, testing these old meats or eating these old meats is they are a good source of protein. They're often um, nutritionally enriched uh, to make sure that they have got lots of good nutrients in them. So they are quite good as a okay. replacement for meat. But that said, you know, they might have saturated fat. They might have a fairly high quantity of fat, just like meat does. Yeah. Um, so you probably shouldn't be eating them every day, just like you shouldn't eat a beef burger every day. Mm -hmm. So I think if we could start to reframe our thinking about plant-based food like that, we might be in a better place. I'm so excited to hear about your book, Meat. Very controversial yes. title for yes. you guys. Yes, yes. Can you tell, yes. tell us all about it. What's it about? Why did you call it meat? Tell us everything. Sure thing. So uh, one of the things that people miss the most when they first start out on their plant-based journey is texture. Yes. Right? You miss the bite that you get from a piece of steak or uh, even a piece of bacon. A any meat gives you the opportunity to chew. Mm -hmm. And one thing that uh, we both noticed we went vegan is that you lack that bite. So what we wanted to do is provide um, a kind of a resource for people who are adopting a plant-based diet that gives them the texture that they so dearly require, that your jaw wants. So in the book, what we've got is a really nice split between things like getting the meatiest parts of mushroom for instance so we take a king oyster mushroom you chop it into little slices and those slices when you fry them off in a little bit of plant-based butter and a little bit of um, lemon and with a little bit of nori for instance that becomes a scallop okay mm -hmm. then also what you can do is take that same king oyster mushroom you can slice it thinly and turn it into bacon you can pull it into pork or you can have it into strips, even into chicken. So we use mushrooms in a really creative way to get the most texture out of it as is humanly possible. Then we also take other vegetables like carrots, like um, lentils and like aubergines, and we use the oven in a creative way to roast out all of the unnecessary moisture to give you a really wonderful bite. And obviously over the course of the last few years, Plant-based meats alternative have become very, very prevalent in British supermarkets. Mm. When we first started out, you might get a Linda McCartney sausage and that's it. Yeah. Now you walk into the meat section of the supermarket yeah. and it's basically half and half. Yeah. So uh, the step change has been really like remarkable. And what we want is to do is document uh, that step change and give people a book that shows them how to cook with meat alternatives properly because there isn't that out there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we, we, we that is in a in a kind of bubble what meat is all about getting the most texture out of plants i loved the video you did the other day where you took i think it was shiitake mushrooms instead of octopus because it has all the stringy bits yes and then i think it was coated yeah. was it in flour enoki. or something it was an enoki mushrooms that's it yes. that's it and it was yeah. to sort of be like an octopus dish i thought that looked amazing i would love i, I think i'm going to try that one in a week 
I'll make it for you yeah, for lunch. Oh, for the day. I'd yeah. love that. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, mushrooms are, are just magic. And uh, I think that we're like yeah. at the beginning of like a, a mushroom revolution. I think like mushrooms uh, are really, for sure. fact, they're we're in everywhere. They're permeating the whole they of are. our world. Cannot yeah. move the talk of mushrooms. <laughs> so you true. can literally do everything yeah. with mushrooms and they they apparently aid and support every <laughs> part of you. Yeah. 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 We share it DNA with mushrooms them. mushrooms that you eat, it's... It, yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. It's, yeah. it's not just the mushrooms that you eat, it's the mushrooms that you have as a pill. For instance, like um, turkey tail mushrooms, lion mane mushrooms, even shiitake mushrooms when powdered, they all have fantastic medicinal properties. Mm -hmm. And there's an awful lot of companies that are popping up at the moment that are rivaling coffee. Right, the coffee oh, yeah. Is yeah, like yeah, the yeah. mainstay yeah. of human society yeah. for the past yeah. hundred years, and now you've got these companies popping up all over the world to just like doubling down on the medicinal properties of mushrooms so very exciting times mm. very exciting indeed when we were at the balance festival which is where we luckily met you um yes. we both came away saying that oh because the whole of the festival was based around mushrooms every stall there mm. whether it was a supplement exactly like you said whether it was a tea whether it was a coffee whether it was chocolate every single thing was based around mushrooms mm. It's crazy the way mushrooms have kicked off, and um, and like like you said, we we share some DNA with them. There's also some slightly out there theories about uh, how important mushrooms have been in the development of life on Earth. They they you know uh, apparently mushroom spores are the only things uh, the only living things that can survive in outer space. Wow! Um, but also mushrooms in the early days of Earth, or shall we say fungi in the early days of planet Earth. Um, will have been the things that decomposed flesh and turned it into soil, decomposed waste and turned it into soil. Mm -hmm. And they are basically meadow makers. So if you want to go down the like little conspiracy hole, what you could posit is that um, mushroom spores could have been sent here by aliens to fertilize planet Earth yeah. and create the conditions for life. It's a theory. There's another good theory. Now, this, this is definitely worth, worth Googling. Just Google stoned ape theory. Stoned ape <laughs> theory. Okay. Theory. Stoned yes. ape. Just, I won't go into it. We won't talk about it now. All right. Just Google, okay. it. Just Google, Google it. Just Google That's it. That's the one. Before okay. you set us yeah. our, our practice of the week, I'd love to know what are your, what's your favorite recipe each? If you, if it was like, okay, start with this one, what would you do? Because I have children who are very dedicated to meat, truly dedicated. And when I try and switch up my bolognese, half lentil, Half corn. Oh, I, I get it in the ear. Really? Oh, oh yeah. Um, I, okay, right. So I reckon if I was going to like pick one of the recipes that we've done that people seem to really, really like, it is um, a British classic. It's the it's it's what you have for a roast dinner on a Sunday, or indeed uh, a celebration like Easter or Christmas, and it would be our mushroom Wellington. Now, the Mushroom Wellington is a really wonderful yeah. um, centerpiece because it's got lots of, um, it's basically a mushroom duxelle mm -hmm. um, like, that's like being sweated down, so it's really meaty, yeah. with flavoured portobello mushrooms wrapped in there and then covered in short crush pastry and baked off. And it's the sort of thing that kind of looks not dissimilar to a chicken. So you can pop it in the center of the table and you can carve it and have that kind of camaraderie with your family and then serve it up with all the trimmings. I think that is one of the dishes that we're probably most proud of because it, it bangs. That sounds amazing. I love hearing yeah. you talking about food. Yeah. You're so passionate. It's just like, it like seeps <laughs> out of every pore of you. It's just fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? What's yours, Henry? Thanks. I would recommend for someone who's just wanting to try plant-based or, you know, trying to hide a few more planty bits into their general diet, I'd suggest learning and mastering the art of the stir-fry. I think that, you know, what Ian just mentioned is a, a showstopper. That's a Sunday piece of investment cooking where you're spending a couple of hours and you really want to make food a moment. But for those weeknights, you don't always have time for that. Mm. And so I think mastering the art of the stir fry is absolutely key. They're so easy to make plant-based. They're so easy to make burst with flavor. You know, you can, you obviously, you're always going to start with your aromatics, your onion, your ginger, your garlic, uh, maybe a bit of spring onion. You're going to start really easy. You're going to have some nice fragrant oil in there and then just pick 
your colorful veg, right? You can get your little yellow corns. You can get some absolutely lovely peppers in there. You can get vibrant colors, broccoli, asparagus, that green and that white. You can have basically a rainbow of plant food every night. And then if you want to pop in some tofu or some tempeh or one of those alternative proteins that we talked about, you can do so or not, if not. And if you eat that three nights a week, you'll be glowing. Glowing. That sounds great. I'm now so hungry. Me too. <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> right, we're having stir fry for lunch. Okay. You heard it here first. <laughs> so now we get on to the juicy bit, which is you guys are going to give us our challenge for the week of how we are going to be plant based for a week. What What are we going to do? Fantastic. Well, look, we would um, we would recommend. So this is a challenge for yourselves, but also if your viewers want to challenge themselves, we've actually got two challenges. Great. We've got a um, all in and the uh, lighter touch version. Okay. So the all in version, uh, if should you choose to accept, is to go plant based for a week. So this is to spend a week uh, eating nothing but plants and um, stubbing out maybe the the meat or the fish that you might usually be using in your dishes that you cook at home um, for a plant-based version, trying out some tempeh, trying out some tofu, seeing how you feel about it, um, trying to opt for oat milk instead of dairy milk or for a plant-based yogurt instead of your usual yogurt and, and just generally eating plant-based for a week that's that's the, the whole hog shall we say okay now the uh the easy access version if someone wants to try it is to uh go plant-based for one day a week okay so that would be the other challenge is if you don't if you feel like uh, a week is too much just try out a day three meals breakfast lunch dinner swap out the meat swap out the fish and opt for plant-based versions lovely okay which one are you going to how accept? do you feel Ooh. well i was actually plant-based for a year you were then she there just ate a smoked salmon bagel one day and i just literally <laughs> walked past this jewish deli and they had smoked salmon bagels and i walked in and i have never eaten anything so quickly in my life and then that was the end of <laughs> and i felt great being plant-based actually we I've... did do it for the very 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 first pilot show Our of pilot this show. podcast we did it for a full week okay i and i ended up oh, wow. i think my last day i ended up in burger king god knows why having trying <laughs> their vegan burger it was, it was not a good experience. That's not how the Bosch guys do. No, no, no. That was like day six. I was feeling desperate at this point. We, we're going to do it properly. Yeah. This, this time I feel like we're better equipped. Yeah. And I've got your cookbooks Great. at home, so I'm really well equipped. Yeah, you are. Yeah, I am. Guys, thank you so much I mean, for anyone listening at home that wants to get your book and wants to hear more about your work. Where can they find you? They can find us at Bosch.tv. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. And if you want to get one of our books, just type in Bosch Vegan Cookbook into Amazon and you'll find one for definite. Fab. Thank you so much for being here and being on the show and bringing all of your lovely wisdom to the club. We're delighted to have had you. Thanks so much for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Keep doing what you do because it's so important. Motivating everyone to take care of themselves is something we really believe in. And best of luck with your plant-based challenge. We'll let you know how we get on. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks very much. Thanks so much. See ya. So, for clarity, this is not the first time that we have done veganism. This is actually the second time. I feel like we have come full circle. What was our pilot show that we never released? Veganism. Correct. It was our first ever show that we recorded together and i found all my notes I mean, what a show to start on i know why did we start on that why did we start on something so challenging yeah let's 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 go back to the beginning because we never released it so no one knows our feelings and thoughts on veganism ever been a vegan yes tell you? me have you i have never been a vegan apart from that week. the week we did that show and the second week when we were in wales so only twice for two weeks of my life have I yes. been a vegan. Uh, neither time really by sort of choice. <laughs> <laughs> is it ever through choice whether you do something that is supposed to be for your self-care? No. Name the last time you did something through choice for your own self-care. Um, next I week's show. Oh. Would I have done that though without if we weren't doing the show? Yes. Definitely not. Would I? Don't know. Don't want to spoil it. Don't spoil it. Oh, the mystery is too much. 
Um, yes, I have been vegan. Tell me about your vegan journey. In lockdown, mm. I don't know why, but I decided to be vegan. Boredom? Perhaps boredom, needed something to focus on, mm. was having loads of headaches, just felt generally shit. Mm. And it just kept popping up. I felt like it was, I was called forth. Okay. To become vegan. Yeah. So I went vegan. Yeah. For a year. I was vegan for was a year. Was it a year? Yeah. It was about 11 months to be exact. I mean, I remember the ending, but I don't really remember much of you being vegan. But then we were, we were in lockdown, so I probably didn't see you that much. Can you imagine how annoying I would have been? Really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have lunch together most days we during do. the week. And it's either chicken-based or egg-based, which comes first. Or tuna. The chicken or the egg. Or tuna. If it's not chicken or egg, it's tuna. Or but sometimes, sometimes you, you do concoct a beautiful fully veg salad sometimes it's a special it's a plant-based lunch yeah and they are very special those ones chickpeas they're everything. your favorite lunches. i think they are my favorite actually <laughs> yeah they've got seeds and chickpeas and roasted vegetables mm. and it's just delicious mm. Mm. i mean the first time we did this show which was what nearly four years ago i think Oak. Over four years was ago. Was it? It would have been over wow. four years ago now. I found the concept quite a stretch. I, I would say I'm quite a dedicated carnivore. And I've never really considered being vegetarian, let alone vegan. So it was a, it was a stretch. Because you know I eat everything. I'm the least fussy, least faddy person. And I don't restrict my diet. And I'm not allergic to anything. I don't have any intolerances. So the world <laughs> of food is open to me how lovely it is nice it's lovely i'm very grateful for that and a beautifully roasted chicken is a is a joy for me agreed i actually think roast chicken is one of my favorite things to eat yeah mine too and that's not to say i don't love and adore vegetables because i really truly do can i just say yeah i have just complimented you yeah on that lovely plant-based salad that you make yeah right now i often yeah roast you a chicken you do and i'm always like chicken on a Tuesday this is very indulgent yes. and you're like it's just a roast chicken I'm like it's very special to have a roast chicken on a Tuesday yes and then you make it with a big salad I do yeah it's very nice some nice crackers some seeded crackers and it's always delicious your delicious, chicken thank the you. skin is always crispy and it's tasty and it's always moist <laughs> you've never served me a dry chicken I have once I made it in the air fryer no I thought it and was you good you liked it I didn't like it. it was too dry oh I still thought it was very tasty anyway I just wanted that on public record. Okay, you make so a very you. nice lunch. <laughs> roast chicken. Yeah. Anyway, we weren't doing roast chicken no, this no, week, we were, were we? we were not doing roast chicken. No. So I was vegan for a year. Yeah. I loved being vegan. Did you? Yeah. Well, I was vegan for a long time. And then how did it come to an abrupt end? I remember the day. Uh, are we talking about the ending already? We're not talking about the experience of being vegan. You want, well, we can I, talk about all the experiences if you want. Being vegan. Well, I'm not going to go day by day, 365 <laughs> days. <laughs> and then Tuesday, the 8th of August. I had falafel. <laughs> <laughs> and I, that day I had a roasted red pepper hummus. <laughs> because I'd had lemon hummus the day before. <laughs> Was that how it went? And then on Wednesday, the 9th of August. <laughs> I decided to try tempeh for the first time. And then it was a bit crumbly, <laughs> so I went back to tofu on Thursday the 10th. <laughs> okay, so I'll talk about more about that in my week, okay. shall I? Yeah. But it came to an abrupt end because I was walking past this Jewish deli. Yeah. And a smoked salmon bagel caught my eye. Yeah. Now, I like smoked salmon. I love smoked salmon. At the moment, you don't like it because I keep offering it to you for lunch. And you're like, I'm off salmon. I don't want salmon. And I keep trying to salmon push you and you won't let me. <laughs> and then you salmon shame me. <laughs> but I don't want salmon. Yeah. Um, so I just caught my eye mm. and I kept walking up the street and I thought, I cannot stop thinking about that smoked salmon bagel. Mm. And then my mouth started watering. Mm. So what did I do after 11 months of being vegan? Mm. I turned around, mm. I walked straight into that Jewish deli. Yeah. I bought it, yeah. my mouth is watering thinking about it. I unwrapped that cellophane as quickly as you can say, oi vey. <laughs> Before I was even out the shop, I'd scuffed it in my mouth. Yeah. And then I was just, it was all That was sister. it, the it seal was, was broken. Broken. And then the next day I was like, I need tuna. Like, and then the next day I was like, I need steak. Like I just needed this 
meat and fish and protein. I would say it was one of two things. Either one, the Jewish gene was just running so deep. It was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you can no longer live out your days without smoked salmon bagels. This is a travesty. What are you doing to your people and your history? Or your body just went, yeah, I really need some omega-3 fatty acid and I'm not getting enough. So that is the food I need right now. My feeling, it was probably the latter. Mm. Um, and I was... There were downsides to it. There were great upsides. But the downs, a lot of them was I didn't like putting people out if I was going there for dinner. Yeah. I hated that. It is a bit tricky cooking for a vegan if you're not vegan because you really have to think about everything. And being very open mm. and honest, I wasn't doing it for um, activist reasons. Mm. I was doing it for health reasons mm -hmm. because I had bad headaches mm. and my energy was low mm. and everything else. And I did feel a lot better on it. Mm. But um, so I didn't have that same push to keep me going in terms yeah. of like animal welfare yeah. and I probably should have done it for those reasons but I didn't yeah yeah so that was the abrupt end okay and do you think you would ever go back to it now oh you know Lauren it's very all or nothing I can't ever say for sure what I will be doing next week it's <laughs> so true yeah and I can tell you for sure I don't think it'll ever happen to me because I'm such a moderate I feel like we've already jumped into summer I'm sorry I'm let's, sorry. Let's go through the week, shall we? Okay, let's. I'm going to go back to the first week that we tried it, which was the very, very, very first show that we did. And I do remember, because I made notes, so I found my notes from the original week of what I did. And uh, I put that I started with the hipster classic smashed avocado on toast. And I didn't think it was ever possible to get sick of avocado on toast, but I was sick of avocado on toast by the end of it hold on yeah sorry yeah are we now going back to four years ago? yeah i am i no. found my notes no. why because i want to know how you got on with it this week i'm gonna tell you that no. i'm just giving you a summary of all my vegan times of my sorry. life friday the 11th <laughs> <laughs> no, i had no. avocado no, we don't want a food diary no i'm telling you why it's important for context because i did it different this time because the first time I had avocado, and then I went with all plants. They're the vegan yeah, food yeah. company. I always found that a bit astounding. But Me then I, too. Did, I didn't know you that well. You went down the whole process. Yeah, so you thought I was thing. like some sort of food box ordering person. But I'm not that person. I didn't know you. I know. So I'm like, what is she doing? If you're going to be vegan for a week, at least do it in a healthy way. Yeah. So they were like frozen ready meals. And I just yeah. felt all wrong you eating. Are, now that I know you. How against type that is. You are so not a frozen ready meal type person. I mean, I remember you sending me a message once telling me, I don't know, you weren't feeling well or something. And your boys were having fish fingers for dinner. I'm like, and? Yeah. You were like, well, I feel guilty. I'm like, well, let that shit go. Yes. So, but I did go down that road because I think I was feeling a bit anxious about what I could eat variety wise. And then you put it in the microwave from frozen for seven minutes and then that's I mean, your that meal. That is just gross. That is never going to Yeah, work. I didn't enjoy it. See, you're better with the temper. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it at all. Anyway, you hated that week. I really didn't like that week. Okay, but we're now So then we did week. it again and yeah. we went to Wales. Yes. And we had a vegan chef. We did have a vegan chef. I'd be completely honest with you yes had i known i was going to be put onto a vegan diet vegan dry diet vegan dry As vegan no and no alcohol. booze i do feel i would have possibly not brought like sliced chicken breast with me but i maybe would have bought some something as your contraband yeah i would have bought some contraband because it was a bit of a shock <laughs> to the mind and the system can i just say something yeah right you have hosted a self-care podcast for three and a half years. Three and a half yeah. years. Yeah. Okay. We have yeah. been in the world of wellness for three and a half years. Yeah. We talk about well-being. Yeah. We test everything yes. out. Yes. The fact that we were going on a retreat and yes. it didn't occur to you that it would be vegan and dry. No. I find quite surprising. I've never been on a retreat before. But, but the thing is, you're a woman in the space. I thought it would be dry. I didn't think there'd be like cocktails at six and meditation <laughs> yeah, at seven. That would oh, be and nice. then a G&T before dinner. But I, And I thought maybe it might be vegetarian, but I didn't think it would be vegan. Actually, the Dreaming is not a vegan retreat. No, it's not. It we, was, it's chef based. Yeah, we just had to have, we, ha we happened, happened to, to have, have a, a vegan, vegan chef. chef. Yes. 
So oh, also, can I just say one thing I remember from when we did it the first time that was the worst thing ever was the Alpro soy yogurt. It was like grey glue. It was so terrible. So I, I made all the mistakes the first time I around. I think that's unfair. Why? Because I think Alpro soy yogurt is absolutely fine. Oh, I thought it was absolutely gross. Tastes exactly the same as other yogurts. No way, Jose. No way, no day. Yeah. It's so gross. It's not. Now I'd go with Koyo. I would never do the soy yogurt again. I wouldn't do soy yogurt anyway. No. Because I don't like eating too much soy. I don't think it's I brilliant. I don't like the taste. I don't think it's brilliant for you. But I made a lot of rookie, what I'm saying is I made a lot of rookie errors in that first week. Going, But the next week you did, you had someone cooking everything for you. I did have someone cooking for me every day. I'm assuming mm. you didn't actually do it this week and you've gone from your experience at the dreaming. Is that correct? What I've done is dipped. Dipped in dipped out but I didn't set myself like what does dipping in look like well I don't really have dairy that much I've replaced <laughs> my milk with oat milk you've always done that not always not always it's quite a recent thing actually like the last you year you always order an oat cappuccino yeah when but only like the last year I would say that's oh, not that recent yeah in, in the scheme of 45 years it's fairly recent <laughs> okay um it's relative and now I feel like I've learned better how to make it more interesting and less gross. So is your dipping into veganism yeah. considered oat milk? <laughs> because <laughs> no, it is. No, no. Okay. I had vegetarian lunches, which was absolutely no problem and vegetarian they were delicious. is not vegan. I mean vegan, but I mean they were vegetable lunches, is what I mean. I didn't Anyone put any animal confused? protein in them. <laughs> There was no... There was feta. Does no, that no. count? No. <laughs> no, no. There was no feta. I did do vegan lunches and that was like, whatever, no problem. I but wasn't... what were you having? Salads, mostly. Okay. Well, no, you With could have some... had avocado smash. You could have had the red pepper hummus that you I mentioned before. I hate red pepper hummus. Oh, I like a red pepper hummus. <laughs> do you not like red peppers? I do, but not red pepper hummus or lemon like hummus. hummus. I like plain hummus. Plain. <laughs> or... With um, roasted lamb on top, I also like that, but not this week. And I did a curry on Saturday night, and the children were highly suspicious. And even Ollie said, is it, in a sad voice, is it a vegetable curry? And I said, well, I've done a chicken curry and a vegetable curry, and you can have both. Nice. Yeah. thing is, curries are easy to do and stay vegan because it's all with coconut milk and you don't you don't actually have to have the chicken to make it filling and lovely definitely not put aubergine in there courgette lovely big thick chunky vegetables yeah not that i got it because i was supposed to see you on saturday night but you couldn't but we couldn't because my husband had bloody covid and your daughter and my daughter and so when you started telling me about the curry i thought that could have been my curry it could have been your curry. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. But you make a great curry. I make an absolutely delicious curry. Yeah. I I'd went, like to try your curry. I'll make it for you one day. Thanks. I went to the proper Indian supermarket. Oh, don't make it worse. Don't make it worse. I That's really just went me. there. Just I had me. to cheer myself up because I wasn't seeing you. Our Saturday night out was cancelled. So I had to cheer myself up by doing some nice cooking. So I did. Oh, that's because self-care. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Wales. I want to talk about the food in Wales. Okay. I remember the first meal. So so hold on. Yeah. Have you been vegan this week? I've been vegan curious this week, as in I have replaced <laughs> some meals with vegan meals, but I have not been fully vegan all vegan week. Vegan curious. I think you could coin that phrase. I'm sure someone else has already done that. I don't that. think they have. They've done sober curious. Vegan you, curious? Yeah. You could just stick curious in front of anything, anything and then it's a whole new situation like exercise curious. Oh yeah, I'm not that. Yeah. Yeah. What else could we be? Like high heel curious. Yeah. Sauna curious. Mm. Tennis curious. Blow dry curious. Blow job curious. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Anything. Could. Anything really. Anything. Mm. Put it in front of anything. Mm. I basically took what I learned from failing the first time we did it, removed the bits I didn't like from the second time we did it, and decided <laughs> not to be a martyr to the cause but as the Bosch guy said if you can do one day that's great or even a meal and see if how you feel the next day well, look at the statistics for if you replace a meal 
and make one meal vegan during the day or even during the week, it makes a massive has a massive impact on the on the earth. Yeah. And I don't like to feed all of us and the kids meat every single day. I do like to have at least two days where we are, if not vegan, vegetarian. I think that's pretty standard and I think a lot of people do that. And I'm certainly not adverse to a vegetable or a vegan lunch or a vegetarian lunch or a vegetarian dinner. The dairy industry... No, I'm not either. Dairy industry is pretty cruel and revolting, so I really don't care that I don't drink milk. Um, I think my sticking point is eggs. Like vegetarianism, I think I could do. It's they're the so egg thing. Good for you, eggs. And they're so versatile and it's such an easy meal and it's healthy and there's and so many ways you can so, use them. And it's so, so good for you. They've got yeah. so many health benefits. They're really low in calories. They're really high in protein. They've got good cholesterol in there. Like they're just really, really good fats. It's really good for you. So I feel like I wouldn't have... Some vegans do eat eggs sometimes. Do they? Well, not, not like real the hardcore. Yeah. I always used to say when I was vegan, I'm 95% vegan. So my daughter's always like, are you 95% vegan? She still says it. Right. Even whenever I order like a burger or something. Oh, yeah, but you're 95% vegan. Because I always, I needed an egg. Eggs are the sticking point. And also things like baking. I do not want to be going down the road of aquafaba. I'm sorry. I don't. I'm a good baker, but I don't really know how to vegan bake. And I'm not sure it's something I really want to step into. Listen, there are ways about it because I was doing it. I did it for so long. Yeah. There's ways around everything. And it is getting easier and easier and easier it and really easier is. to be vegan and be vegan curious and try more vegan stuff and have vegan stuff in your household. It's really not difficult. There's no excuse now that you can't. Um, but the Wales week was uh, trying on my systems. Guns. Yeah. And yours. Yeah. And we were sharing a room. Yeah. But that was fine. It was fine. And actually, it was on the most part delicious. That vegetarian, the yes, vegan lasagna had, was stunning. Because we had a vegan chef cooking for us. And she was and really she, good. And she was really creative. Yeah. And she made it very presentable, very beautiful. Yes. So we were very lucky. Yeah. We had a beautiful soup one day. It was like a very spicy, almost Moroccan. It was like a chowder. But she was, um, she, she had a real passion for it. Oh, yeah. Didn't she? Absolutely. But I will say my tummy was not happy my neither it was a lot of lentils and a lot of chickpeas and a lot of beans and by the end of the week I was my system was really struggling with that amount of stuff and then I think I was all right until we got to the spirulina blancmange for dessert on the last day and then Ollie phoned and was like do you want to go out for dinner when you get home from Wales I said yes he said what do you want to eat and I was like I a don't steak. care but it has to be steak <laughs> and there has to be red wine and I was so grateful for that when I got home you know I didn't drink when I got back at You all. didn't? No. It was the first thing I did. No. <laughs> that didn't bother me. You know what I'm like about alcohol. That just, I was fine with that. Yeah. Um, okay, great. So, fine. You're vegan curious. You have been vegan curious. I have been vegan curious and I definitely have learnt very positive lessons from now having done this twice about what is good, what is healthy, what is tasty, what my body needs and how to go about it in a better way than I did the first time. So it's all a learning curve. Yeah. You're great. Hmm. You've summarised and you've given us your week. Et toi? Um, well, I've kind of said it, really. I was vegan for a year. I was vegan for the week that we did the dreaming. I haven't done it this week. This is the first time I think I just haven't done a practice. You rebel. But I felt like I have been, you know, historically... I have done this practice many, many, many well, you times. You really do know how to be a vegan. You've lived it. I have lived it yeah. and I really didn't need to do it again. Okay. Um, and I really enjoyed it whilst mm -hmm. I was vegan. And I think it is a great lifestyle. I think it's a great way to eat. Um, and I'm in a stage where I'm eating meat right now. And I'm really enjoying that. And mm. so there might be a time in my future where I become vegan again. I definitely wouldn't rule it out. I felt great on it. Um, but right now, my stomach is happy. My energy levels are happy. It's just very much aiding me how I'm eating, which is a lot of a lot of meat, a lot of eggs, a lot of protein. And yeah, and I'm enjoying that. Good. So I just think in terms of whether or not I would promote a vegan lifestyle over a carnivore one, I think they both have their benefits and they both have their downsides. Absolutely. And it's whatever serves you 
better with whatever stage of life you're at and however you need your diet to support you. And I totally respect the people that are doing it for the animals and for the environment. And I'm really pleased that it's becoming so much easier to live that lifestyle in a simple way, really. That's great. I, I always eat intuitively, always. And I think that's what happened with your salmon bagel. I feel like I always know what my body needs. And sometimes like day one of my period, for example, I do want to have iron rich meals. And of course I could eat tons of green leafy veg, but I could also eat a steak with that. And that gives me what I feel I need that day. And other days I'll have days where I'm really happy to eat salads for lunch. I don't need it and that's fine. I guess there's no right or wrong. I don't this. think so. I don't think so. And I don't and I don't want to come out as saying that there is a right or wrong because A, it's not my place to do that. And B, I don't believe that one has more benefits over the other. I just think they're different and they create something different. Yep. And all are positive. Yep. That's how I feel about it. I, f- I kind of feel the same. Yeah. I'm happy to dip in and out. I don't want to kind of put myself in one camp all the time or another camp all the time. But I will say when I'm at a restaurant and I see like there's some aubergine salad or mm. there's a plant-based curry mm. or I am very drawn mm. to those kind of meals. They're mm. just delicious. Mm. And when I was on holiday recently in Spain, they had the acai bowls. I would go and order it every morning yeah. and I loved it. It had coconut flakes on yeah. it and it had a plant-based granola on it. Yeah. And it was just all the fruit and it's bright Mm. and it was delicious Mm. and Mm. nutritious. And you know, you're just putting something so healthy in your body. And that side of it, I love. Yeah. I love getting all the plants in my system. It feels great. Yes. Doesn't it? Totally. I think variety is the key. I agree. I agree. And I think it's great to swap a meal out here and there. Yeah, for sure. And if you are a vegan, they're probably not going to listen to this show. But I think what the Bosch guys are doing is... Oh, it's amazing. Amazing. It's important. Um, I think they've got they've got a really interesting voice. And I've also got some of their cookbooks. And yes. their cookbooks are fantastic. And even as a carnivore, I still go back to their cookbooks. But their Bosch TV recipes, which pop up on Instagram... Every time I watch one, I'm like salivating That's what for I mean. it. They look so tasty and good and interesting. There and is nothing, healthy. Yeah, and there's nothing boring or dull no. or like you don't never feel like you're missing out. I look no. at those recipes, I think, yes, I it, love that. It's not a white piece of tofu and some broccoli. It's no. not anything no. like no. that. No. no, they're really creative. It's come a long way, the whole kind of... Vegan world. Vegan world, yeah. Absolutely. Because if you think back to like 30 years ago and someone said, oh, you know, my sister-in-law's a vegan, you'd think she was like a hippie or you'd have... It's like yoga. Yeah. 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 It's come and in the right way. It's come along. Yeah. So we've kind of summarized. We have. The big question. Yes. Is veganism coming in the club? very happy for it to come in the club. I don't want to be a full-time 100% committed vegan, but I am totally delighted for anyone who we'll wants have to be a vegan or is. Mev- we can have a vegan plant-based menu. Of course. Yeah, definitely vegan options we'll on that menu. Vegan op- No, well, well, you know how like Wagamama's has a menu and yeah. then it has a plant-based menu. I did not know that. They do. It's fantastic. Really? Yes, we could do that. Okay. I'm just like about inclusivity. I want everyone to feel like there's delicious stuff for them to eat. Yes. And they can have whatever they want. And even the carnivores can eat off the vegan menu. Like myself and like yourself. Yes. Definitely. Okay. You can make your yummy salad with the roasted vegetables. You can make a roast chicken. And we can eat them together. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They would actually work very nicely together. They would. Thank you so much for listening. That was our show on veganism. And that's our first one back yeah. of the new season, isn't it? So Welcome we're back to the autumn, to the new term. We should have probably said that right. School's the top of the in. Show. School is in. Yeah. Thank God. It's my favourite, favourite ever season. I love what autumn. is? Autumn. autumn. Is it? Love it. Anyway, it was not mine. I'm a summer girl. Totally an autumn girl. We are going to be back on Friday with a brand new, it's not even called an epilogue show anymore. No, it's not. What's it's, it called? It's called a weekly wellness roundup round show. That's our that's our show. And I'm totally delighted to be bringing it. And I'm excited. It's fun. It's going to be fast paced. We're going to bring you all the wellness news and it's got everything that you need in that show. So make sure you tune in on Friday and we will see you. Ah, mm. 
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.